0: Our dear Lord, the demigods prayed, It is very difficult to understand your eternal form of personality. People in general are unable to understand your actual form. Therefore, you are personally descending to exhibit your original, eternal form. Somehow people can understand the different incarnations of your lordship, but they are puzzled to understand the eternal form of Krishna with two hands— moving among human beings exactly like one of them. This eternal form of your lordship is ever-increasing in transcendental pleasure for the devotees. But for the non-devotees, this form is very dangerous. As stated in the Bhagavad-gītā, Krishna is very pleasing to the sadhu. It is said paritanaya sadhunam. But this form is very dangerous for the demons because Krishna also descends to kill the demons. He is therefore simultaneously pleasing to the devotees and dangerous to the demons. Our dear lotus-eyed lord, the demigods continued, you are the source of pure goodness. There are many great sages who simply by samādhi or transcendentally meditating upon your lotus feet and thus being absorbed in your thought have easily transformed the great ocean of nations created by the material nature to no more than the water in a calf's hoofprint. The purpose of meditation is to focus the mind on the personality of Godhead, beginning from his lotus feet. Simply by meditation on the lotus feet of the Lord, great sages cross over the vast ocean of material existence without difficulty. "'O self-illuminated one,' they continued, "'the great saintly persons who have crossed over the ocean of nescience "'by the help of the transcendental boat of your lotus feet "'have not taken away that boat. "'It is still lying on the side.'" The demigods are using a nice simile. If one takes a boat to cross over a river, the boat also goes with one to the other side of the river. And so when one reaches the destination how can the same boat be available to those who are still on the other side? To answer this difficulty, the demigods say in their prayer that the boat is not taken away. The devotees still remaining on the other side are able to pass over the ocean of material nature because the pure devotees do not take the boat with them when they cross over. When one simply approaches the boat, the whole ocean of material nescience is reduced to the size of water and a calf's hoofprint. Therefore, the devotees do not need to take the boat to the other side. They simply cross the ocean immediately. Because great saintly persons are compassionate toward all conditioned souls, the boat is still lying at the lotus feet of the Lord. One can meditate upon his feet at any time, and by doing so, one can cross over the great ocean of material existence. Meditation means concentration upon the lotus feet of the Lord. Lotus feet indicate the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those who are impersonalists do not recognize the lotus feet of the Lord, and therefore their object of meditation is something impersonal. The demigods express their mature verdict that persons who are interested in meditating on something void or impersonal cannot cross over the ocean of nations. Such persons are simply imagining that they have become liberated. O lotus-eyed lord, they prayed, their intelligence is contaminated because they fail to meditate upon the lotus feet of your lordship. As a result of this neglectful activity, the impersonalists fall down again into the materialistic way of conditioned life, although they may temporarily rise up to the point of impersonal realization. Impersonalists, after undergoing severe austerities and penances, merge themselves into the effulgence or impersonal brahman. But their minds are not freed from material contamination. They have simply tried to negate the material way of thinking. That does not mean that they have become liberated. Thus, they fall down. In the Bhagavad-gita, it is stated that the impersonalist has to undergo great tribulation in realizing the ultimate goal. At the beginning of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, it is also stated that without devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one cannot achieve liberation from the bondage of fruitive activities. The statement of Lord Krishna is there in the Bhagavad-gita, and in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam the statement of the great sage Narada is there, and here also. The demigods confirm it. Persons who have not taken to devotional service are understood to have come short of the ultimate purpose of knowledge, they prayed, and are not favored by your grace. The impersonalists simply think that they are liberated, but actually they have no feeling for the personality of Godhead. They think that when Krishna comes into the material world, He accepts a material body, Therefore, they overlook the transcendental body of Krishna. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad-gītā, Avajananti Mammudhā. In spite of conquering material lust and rising up to the point of liberation, the impersonalists fall down. If they are engaged in just knowing things for the sake of knowledge and do not take to devotional service of the Lord, they cannot achieve the desired result. Their achievement is the trouble they take, and that is all. It is clearly stated in the Bhagavad Gita that to realize Brahman identification is not all. Brahman identification may help one become joyful without material attachment or detachment and to achieve the platform of equanimity. But after this stage, one has to take to devotional service. When one takes to devotional service after being elevated to the platform of Brahman realization, he is then admitted into the spiritual kingdom for permanent residence in the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the result of devotional service. Those who are devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead never fall down like the impersonalists. Even if the devotees fall down, they remain affectionately attached to to their lordship. They can meet all kinds of obstacles in the path of devotional service, and freely, without any fear, they can surmount such obstacles. Because of their surrender, they are certain that Krishna will always protect them. As it is promised by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, my devotees are never vanquished.